It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Just win. What's up, Raider Nation? Welcome into another episode of the Locked On Raiders podcast on this Thursday, December 17th, 2020. It is a crossover Thursday. It is a game day Thursday. It is a Thursday Thursday here on the Locked On Raiders podcast. Very excited as the Raiders take on the Chargers tonight in prime time. So depending on what time you're actually listening to this show, it might be just kind of your pregame into the show and into the game, which is the, the the Raiders and the Chargers. Very important game. The Raiders need to win out. They need to win this week's game against the Chargers, next week's game against the Dolphins, and of course, the uh, season finale against the Denver Broncos. But first thing first is up on the, uh, on the schedule is the Chargers, and that's what we're going to talk about on today's show. Before we get into that, though, I do want to tell you about this football season, how it's going to be different and Pepsi's here to get you ready for game day no matter how you watch the season. Pepsi's a refreshment you need to power through game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers. Passionate fans, the real generational talent that Pepsi fuels. Pepsi's not made for those who play the game, it's made for those who watch it. Pepsi, made for football watching. Go to madeforfootballwatching.com to check out the latest football watching content from Pepsi. So coming up on today's show, segment number three, segment number two, it's, it's crossover Thursday like I mentioned. So what you're going to hear is David Drogemeyer. I thought I was going to be talking to Daniel Wade, but I actually talked to Dr- David Drogemeyer, uh, one of the hosts of Locked On Chargers. Uh, I got him talking all things Chargers coming up in segment number two and segment number three. You can follow David on Twitter at DDRO Sports. Again, at DDRO Sports. So uh, he, he's a real good dude. It's always fun to catch up with him. And again, we talk all things Chargers as we prepare for tonight's game. Raiders, Chargers, Allegiant Stadium, Las Vegas. It's going down in a major way in prime time. So you're going to hear that in segment number three and segment number two. Here in segment number one, you're going to get the news and the notes of the day as you always do. So let's go ahead and jump into it. And first and foremost, not good news as far as guys on defense that are going to be available for the Raiders. And uh, Cleve Farrell, out. Jonathan Abram, out. Nicholas Morrow, out. Damon Arnett, out. They're all out for tonight's game against the Chargers. Uh, Farrell uh, is a guy that, you know, I, I wasn't sure if he was going to be able to go or not. Abram, I know he's dealing with a concussion. Morrow and Arnett, they're all dealing with concussions. Uh, the same as Jeff Heath. So I figured that they weren't going to make it, but I thought maybe Cleve Farrell had an opportunity to make it. But no, Farrell's out. Abram's out. Morrow's out. Arnett out. And uh, that's just all bad. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just all bad business because Farrell's a guy that the Raiders really need to kind of set the edge as far as the run game goes. And as we all know, the Raiders have given up 200-plus yards the last couple of weeks in the run game. So Farrell's going to be a guy that's needed, and he's going to be missed in a major way because he has a concussion. And again, it's just if it's not for bad luck, the Raiders don't have any luck. I mean, it's just that's what it is when it comes to injuries. They just had so many injuries. They've dealt with COVID. They've got a lot of guys out. And so right now they're just kind of hanging 
hanging on the lifeline, and there's no telling what's going to happen in tonight's game. But you do know for a fact that you're not going to see those guys out on the defensive side of the ball. So somebody's going to have to step up and, and make their money. And I don't know who it's going to be. I know Carl Nassib's going to be uh, – he's going to be healthy. He wasn't uh, – or not healthy, but he's going to be uh, available. He's going to be in the game. He wasn't available the last two games. Hopefully he's out there. He can make an impact. Whoever's out there, Max Crosby, I haven't seen him in about three weeks. Going to have to see him. He's going to have to step up in a major way. Going to have to look at, uh, like I said, a Carl Nassim. Going to have to look at uh, 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 Vic Beasley. Going to have to look at Jonathan Hankins. Going to have to look at any of those guys on that defensive line, on that defensive front. They're going to have to step up a major way because there's a lot of dudes missing from the Raiders defense coming up tonight against the Chargers. So I wanted to go over the injury report as well, but I kind of already broke that down. Jonathan Abram, who's dealing with the concussion and the knee injury, he's already out. Um, let's see, who else? Damon Arnett, concussion, neck injury, he's already out. Cleve Furl, shoulder injury, he's out. Uh, Denzel Good, he's been dealing with a knee injury. He, uh, he was limited on Monday, full on Tuesday, and full on Wednesday. So he's good to go. He's the guard or tackle, depending on where they need him. But either way, on the offensive line, Denzel Good is going to be good to go, which is what the Raiders need. They need him in a major, major major way. Uh, Rodney Hudson, he's been good to go. He's been dealing with a knee injury. He's been limited all week long, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, but of course, he's going to go. Maurice Hurst, defensive tackle, he's dealing with a calf injury. Limited, limited, limited. That's the the Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday uh, rundown for Maurice Hurst. I believe he'll be ready to go for tonight's game. Uh, Gabe Jackson, same thing. Knee injury, limited, limited, limited. He'll be good to go. No worries. Uh, Josh Jacobs, feeling really good about him. Obviously, the running back, ankle injury. He's been limited, limited, limited. I I think he'll go tonight uh, and, and the Raiders need him. He needs to be out there and they need to get about a hundred yards from him. They need to get about 50 yards from a, from a Devonte Booker. And, and that, that just kind of keeps that defense off the field and keeps the uh, chargers offense off the field. They're going to need that. They're going to need that run game. So it's good to see the offensive line looking like they're going to be healthy. And of course, Josh Jacobs as well. Uh, another guy, Nicholas Moore already told you about him concussion and neck. He's out. Uh, let's see who else. Uh, Brian Edwards, wide receiver, uh, not injury related on Monday. On Tuesday, it was uh, not listed. No, Monday it was not listed. Tuesday did not participate. Wednesday was full. So Brian Edwards, a wide receiver, he is good to go. Uh, that's a good thing because they're going to need all the help they can get as far as uh, uh, wide receivers and weapons on the outside uh, for Derek Carr. And quarterback Nevin Lawson, he had an illness. He uh, was not listed on Monday, not listed on Tuesday. He did not participate on Wednesday, and he's questionable for the game. So that's going to be interesting to see just exactly where he goes from here, see if he's able to go. Nevin Lawson, I know he's not a guy that Raider Nation wants to see out there in the in the at the cornerback position, but he's a guy that, you know, at least for depth, you want him because the Raiders have a lot of banged up guys, a lot of injured guys, and so push comes to shove, you might need Nevin Lawson. So hopefully he's able to go, but right now uh, he's questionable as of the uh, Wednesday injury report. Next up, I wanted you to hear from head coach John Gruden. He had his uh, final media session before Thursday's game, before tonight's game, and uh, he just had a couple things to say, and usually his press conferences aren't very long, usually like seven, eight minutes at the most. I'm only going to bring you about four little statements that he had to say, just to go ahead and throw it out there. Not a whole lot, but just you can hear the intensity in his voice. You can hear the as a matter of fact in his voice, and you can hear the fact that he, he wants to win. He expects some guys to step up. So off top, here's John Gruden's opening statement, just talking about injured dudes and, uh, well, just basically this one's about injured guys. It's like say, uh, from an injury standpoint, John Abram is out. Uh, Damon Arnett is out. Nick Morrow is out. And obviously Jeff Heath is, is also out. And uh, Cleve Farrell is out. So uh, 
I'll be happy to answer any questions that I can. So that was the opening statement right there from John Gruden talking about uh, the guys that are injured that are going to be out. And that's unfortunate, again, guys that the Raiders really, really need on defense. But, again, when you're dealing with concussions, which most of them are, you, you know that there, it was going to be a long shot for them to, to go out there and compete on a Thursday night on a short week. Uh, you just can't get through the concussion protocol that quickly. So uh, another question that was asked to him was about a couple guys that have not performed yet for the Raiders in 2020. That's uh, Tack McKinley and Daryl Worley. The question was, what do you expect to see from Tack McKinley when he's actually, uh, you know, instated in, in and in put into the to the defensive program and, and get into the rotation? And then also uh, defensive back, Daryl Worley. Well, Tack won't be up yet. Uh, we'll hope to get him up here next week. He will not be up this week. It's too short of a week. We really haven't had a full speed practice. So uh, we'll try to get Tack up against Miami if all things work out. And in your regard to the Daryl Worley question, it's hard to bring a guy in that you haven't seen in a while and ask him to do a lot of things, but uh, we have a role for him and he'll fulfill that role. He'll do a good job. I don't want to give away the game plan, but uh, he will play in the game and based on how the Chargers come out at us, will determine how much he plays. So you won't see anything from Tack McKinley, which is not expected, uh, but you will see something for Daryl Worley depending on what the Chargers do. And the, the one thing I'll say, as much as I'm not a fan of Daryl Worley, don't think that's a big deal, I, I, I will say at least he knows the system and knows what he's supposed to do, and he's a veteran, has been around, been there, done that. That's the only thing I'll say, at least in a pinch, he can slide in there and be you know at least serviceable. So that's the, the one solid that I see as far as Daryl Worley goes, but Tack McKinley, I don't think you'll see anything from him from twenty till twenty twenty one. But that's just me. Uh, a couple more questions for you. A couple more sound bites from uh, from John Gruden. How about the defense? How has it responded? to Rob Marinelli. He took over as a defensive coordinator on Sunday. It's only been a couple days, and now they got a game tonight against the Chargers. How has he seen the defense respond to now defensive coordinator Rob Marinelli? Yeah, everybody responds well to Rob. They have before. It's not like he's a new guy coming in here. Uh, he gets the correct response. I think a lot of uh, respect. I think people trust him, and um, he'll do a good job. And it'll be a tall order for him, obviously, in our defense. But I know we're looking forward to the challenge and got a lot of respect for the Chargers. Now, head coach John Gruden, he, he said everything the right way. You know, oh, they got a lot of respect for him. You know, they're, they're responding the right way. I think a lot of these guys understand now that they're actually – out there competing for their jobs and next year is not guaranteed for them at least in a Raiders uniform so that's going to be something interesting to see the energy level to see the excitement level to see the effort level that's what I really want to see so uh, that should be interesting the final statement from John Gruden in his media session and this is just a couple of them again you can go check it out on Raiders.com I always suggest that go there and check out all the uh, media sessions it was uh, John Gruden I believe Derek Carr also was on there with him but the final question that I want to bring to you is about uh, where the team morale is John Green was asked about you know where is it where's the team morale and how important is it for the team to have that morale this time of year especially when you need to have all three of these games we got very good morale here you know uh, we all understand the circumstances this is a tough time for everybody in, in in America everybody around the world we're we're not just playing football here we're we're dealing with a lot of the same crisis that that, that people at home are dealing with and we got to keep that in perspective we got to keep developing the culture here. Uh, it's been unfortunate. Some of our young guys have missed a lot of time. Now Ruggs is out again. Edwards misses practice. We'd like to see our net neighbor and some of our young guys like Cleve Farrell continue to develop, but we're not going to go in the tank. We're going to stay strong mentally here, and we're going to keep uh, getting better and better and better and, and do the best we can every single time out, okay? 
<laughs> I love that right there. Sound like he was getting annoyed. You know, we got it. We're going to go out there and give the best we can. Okay, you got it. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, he obviously didn't want to hear any more questions about the team morale. But, I mean, it's a good it's a good question, you know, because you want to know where the team is, where their head's at when they're going to a game like this where they just got to have it. And tonight against the Chargers, they've got to have it. So that's all I got for you for segment number one of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Coming up in segment number two, part one of my conversation with David Drogemeyer from Locked On Chargers. You can find him on Twitter at DDRO Sports. Again, on Twitter at DDRO Sports. Really good dude you'll hear part one of our conversations we talk all things chargers talk all things raiders how this game may shake out uh some of the details you might want to know about the chargers as the raiders prepare to play them tonight in allegiant stadium in las vegas before i get into that though i do want to tell you about built go and maybe the raiders need to have some built go before they go into the game tonight because they need to get through that wall and, and that's what Bill Go is going to help you do. It's going to help you break through the wall. And what wall that is, is that mental wall, it's that physical wall, it's that, it's that you need to have something to help you kind of just push through. I do it each and every day. I, I need something to help me push through as I'm on the radio, as I'm on the podcast, as I'm doing what I do. I just need something to make my mind feel like I'm in a different world. Well, that Bill Go can help you do that. And the good thing about it, it's not like an energy drink where the, the energy is fake. It's all natural, so it's good for your body, and that is the most important thing. It comes in a very small package, 1.5 ounces. You can put it in your glove box. You can put it in your uh, briefcase. You can put it in your uh, purse if you're a female. Again, it's natural, so it's good for your body. It comes in three great flavors, peanut butter, honey, chocolate, coconut, chocolate, mint, and and right now you're probably saying, well, Q, that's great. All that sounds good, but how does it work, and how do you know it works so well? Well, Bill Go has energy gel with collagen protein. They combine that together. Collagen protein is fast absorbing. It gets into your system fast, and it's very easy on your stomach. And collagen, that's that itself, it promotes joint, soft tissue, hair, and skin health. Basically, it's like really good for you. It makes you look better. And so who couldn't do a little bit of that? Who couldn't look a little bit better? Right now, go to BillGo.com, use the promo code LOCKED. You're going to get 20% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKED. For 20% off at BillGo.com. Let's go. Segment number two is on the way. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back. This is the crossover edition Raiders Chargers Week 15 Action prime time. What else do you really want, right? Uh, AFC West opponents, so it should be a fun game. Already played once this season. The Raiders came out with the victory. What will happen in the second time around at Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas? I'm your boy Q, here to help me break down this game. Of course, uh, host of the Locked On Chargers, uh, David Drogemeyer. You can find him on Twitter at 
Dro Sports. That's at D-D-R-O Sports. And, David, thank you so much for your time, man. It's always good catching up with you, talking a little Chargers, talk a little Raiders. And before we get into the nuts and bolts of the game, before we get into the players, what is going on with the head coach, with the man in charge, the dude on the sideline, Anthony Lynn? Uh, there was a time a couple weeks ago where it looked like the Chargers just completely quit on Anthony Lynn. Then all of a sudden they bounce back and they get a victory and look like they're fighting for Anthony Lynn. So what is the latest and the greatest with the status of the head coach, Anthony Lynn? Well, I think if you ask the players, then you're going to hear a different story than if you ask the fans, because the, all the fans out there, a lot of the fans out there want to see Anthony Lynn get fired. I mean, they wanted to see him get fired weeks ago. They had, were completely done with him. But uh, after that you know, embarrassing 45-0 to loss to the New England Patriots, it's kind of hard not to have those feelings. I mean, it's like somebody's got to be held accountable for this. It's similar to, you know, the Raiders making that move to, to fire, you know, their DC. At least they did something. They did something to make a statement. And I think a lot of Charger fans were wanting them to make that same statement. Um, but that did not, ha- that did not happen. The Chargers organization has a tremendous amount of respect for Anthony Lynn. They said that they were going to evaluate this entire season as a whole after the year, and then they'll make their decisions on what they're going to do uh, then. But, uh, right now, I mean, you're coming off of a, a big win, and the the win here is is really important because you've been so bad in one score games this year. I mean, the, at one point they had four leads of 16 points or more and lost all four of those games. So this is a really important win for the rookie quarterback. Not only do they not allow special teams to get in the way, but they actually put together a game-winning drive and they execute. So I think it's so good, so important for the confidence. And yes, does it help Anthony Lynn stay in his position maybe a little bit longer? Possibly, yes. Well, you mentioned the the rookie quarterback and Justin Herbert. He's a guy I've been very impressed with. Uh, honestly, he easily could have been the number one overall uh, pick at quarterback, and I don't think anyone would have questioned it. I mean, he's been playing really, really well all season long, even in the first game against the, the Raiders that went down to the very, very – I mean, you couldn't go no farther. I mean, it went down to the last second, and then there were zeros on the clock, and there was still a little indecision on who won the game until it went to replay. So how have you seen uh-huh. Justin Herbert – uh, take the starting role from Tyrod Taylor by no fault of Tyrod Taylor's, but when he first took that role to where he is right now, how have you seen this young man grow? I mean, it's a great question. I think that you've seen, you know, in the beginning with Justin Herbert that he knew he had a big arm and that he was going to take some chances, right? And, you know, he made some mistakes taking some chances, you know, throwing across his body or trying to fit it into small windows, which, I mean, a couple of times that's worked, but a couple of times he's thrown really bad interceptions and cost his team the game. So the one thing that I really appreciated from Justin Herbert from week to week is that he'll make a mistake, but then he'll clean that up and not make that same mistake the next week. And I think that's just the clearest form of growth for me is just the processing of the field and, you know, being a little bit more, you know, safe with the football, making, you know, still taking some chances here and there, but making those calculated risks. I think also just adjusting because the league adjusted to Justin Herbert. I mean, they said, hey, you know, we're going to send some blitz at blitzes at you. We're going to stunt and confuse you. And then you're going to have to figure out, you know, what the best you know, decision is with the football there. And so, you know, it took a couple weeks for them to figure out a game plan to help him um, and for him to get comfortable adjusting. But I feel like he has done that. So the fact that he's been able to make mistakes and adjust and get better, that is what's given me so much confidence and so much excitement for the future for Justin Herbert. And if I remember correctly, the first game, the first time the Raiders played the Chargers, Austin Eckler did not play. Wasn't he out? Correct. 
Okay, so now, Correct, yes. now, now that I think he's going to return, uh, I know he's banged oh, yeah. up. He's on the injury list. Matter of fact, the Chargers injury list, that's probably the only injury report in the league that's longer than the Raiders is right now. Uh, <laughs> as, as far as those kind of guys that, you know, I know Keenan Allen's on there. I know Mike Williams is on there. Uh, I'm expecting those dudes to play. That's just kind of what I expect, including Austin Eckler. But uh, what does he bring to the table that wasn't there the first time that the, the uh, Chargers played the Raiders? I mean, a true catalyst, a guy that's just so efficient with the football, a guy that's so dynamic in the open field. Yeah, he's a, a diminutive guy. I mean, he's five foot seven or so, but this guy packs a punch. He is pound for pound one of the strongest players on this team. I mean, period. I mean, he breaks tackles. He, he is so hard to bring to the ground. And the, the thing is, is what makes him so dangerous is he is just as good of a pass catcher as he is a running back. He's the best running back on that team and one of the best pass catchers on that team, period, regardless of position. So he's just so dynamic because you get him the football and you can almost guarantee he's getting five or six yards. He's going to break tackles. He's going to make people miss that kind of just outlet that security blanket that is not named Keenan Allen uh, is what was so important. And what makes Austin Eckler so dynamic is just his ability to impact the game. If you look at his stat line, you're looking for all purpose yards for, for Austin Eckler. You're not looking for just passing yards or just rushing yards. You're trying to look at the full picture and then you'll be able to appreciate all the things that Austin Eckler brings to the table. And he's a dynamic player, no doubt about it. Catch the ball, like you mentioned. He could obviously run the rock. What is the offensive line? How have they been? I know they've at times had struggles. I know at times they've been injured and banged up. But how has the offensive line looked the last few weeks, in your opinion? They've looked pretty shaky to me, uh, honestly. Okay. I mean, especially against the Patriots. Uh, I mean, against the Bills as well. They brought pressure a lot. I mean, did a lot of stunts. And that confused the offensive line quite a bit. And I think you saw the Chargers adjust when they you know, played their last opponent, you know, and did a lot of screen passes, got the ball out, out quickly against the Falcons to try to slow down that pass rush. And yeah, maybe that dominated a little bit too much of the game plan, but it was effective. I mean, they rarely got any pressure on Justin Herbert and it did help out the offensive line. And I think that was by design because they have had a lot of trouble with communication and it's just a lack of like uh, overall talent. I mean, they, first of all, have been extremely injured, but also, I mean, on the offensive line, you need chemistry. You, you need time. You got to be there and be able to think and feel and experience that with next to the people that you're playing with. I mean, that's just so important for that to be built. And it's really hard when they're cycling bodies in and out at multiple different positions to get that chemistry that is so essential to, to good offensive line play. I mean, the Raiders have a phenomenal offensive line. They have had that for a long time, but they've also invested the amount of money that it takes to get a good offensive line. The Chargers have not, and it shows because they just have a lack of talent on the offensive line. Well, I mean, if the Raiders decide that they want to go out there and give an extreme effort, maybe that's an area that they could try to exploit them is on that offensive line, maybe get some pressure on Justin Herbert, who, uh, unlike Phillip Rivers, is a guy who can move around and get up out of the pocket and do what he has to do. Now, let me go ahead and flip over to the defensive side of things because that's obviously very important, a very important element uh, in this game, and it's led by Gus Bradley, the defensive coordinator, and normally his defenses are really, you know, spot on and, and really, really good. But uh, again, going even back to the Patriots game, man, just got blown out. It almost looks like the, the team quit on, 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 the, on the coaching staff. Uh, what has been the biggest issue, in your opinion, uh, from Gus Bradley's defense, at least especially lately? Well, I mean, I think it's the bend but don't break defense, but they're breaking. I mean, you're not you're supposed to bend, but you're not supposed to break. You're supposed to limit the explosive plays. You're supposed to not get beat over the top. You're supposed to, you know, you know, really get stout in the red zone, but 
they've allowed, I think, 16 or 17 straight goal-to-go situations to to end up in touchdowns. So I think that's been one of the biggest deficiencies is the red zone defense and just getting burned. I mean, Casey Hayward, it's very uncharacteristic of him, but he's got burned like four or five times, 40-plus yards, and and big giving up big touchdowns, which is, like I said, just not like Casey's, you know, a silent assassin out there, one of the best DBs in the league and doesn't get a lot of credit for it. But it seems like, you know, Father Time is starting to catch up with Casey. I hate to see that because he's such a, you know, tenacious, you know, a really effective football player and has been and was a great pickup for the Chargers. But it seems like he's starting to slow down a little bit. But as a whole, I mean, that's the that's the problem with the defense. Not getting a lot of pressure on the quarterback, giving up a ton of rushing yards and not being stout enough in the red zone. I mean, those are the, the things that have caused this Chargers defense not to be as good as it can be. Well, let's look at up front. You know, uh, I know Joey Bosa is there. You let me know that Melvin Ingram is on uh, IR. That's something that I it got kind of slipped through the cracks as far as I was concerned. So uh, now that he doesn't have his book in in Melvin Ingram right there, uh, what is that defensive line? Obviously, Joey Bosa is going to shine. But what outside of Joey Bosa on that defensive line uh, has helped complement him to try to get to the quarterback? So two guys that have been helping out in that department is Jerry Tillery, the former first round first rounder from the last year's draft. They kind of moved him outside to, into that same role that Melvin okay. Ingram was at, and he's starting to get some pressure after the quarterback. I mean, he's had some costly penalties, so they kind of rotated him out, but he is a pretty good pass rusher. He's not a great run stuffer, so you're going to see him in all, a lot of passing downs. But another guy is Uchenna Nuosu, who is a third-year guy out of USC who has been a backup, but now it's his time to shine. Now that Melvin Ingram's on the shelf, now it's time to figure out what the Chargers have in Uchenna Nuosu. They need to have a good quality pass rusher to get behind Joey Bosa to rush with him so that they take some of the pressure off of Joey and give him more one-on-ones. Because, you know, if they don't feel like they have to worry about anybody but Joey, then he's going to get double-teamed and triple-teamed and chipped and abused, and they're going to do everything they can to stop that guy if they don't feel like there's anybody else that can get after the quarterback. So two other guys you need to worry about is Jerry Tillery and Uchenna Nwosu. So there it is right there, part one of my conversation in the crossover edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast with David Drogemeyer, host of Locked On Chargers. Again, like I said multiple times, you can find him on Twitter at DDRO Sports. Again, he's one of the hosts of Locked On Chargers, bringing the knowledge. In segment number three, he's going to bring some more knowledge about the Chargers, getting my Howard Cosell on just with him. If you want to hear my uh, answers to his questions, you can go and check out his, uh, his, his podcast on Locked On Chargers. He actually ran uh, mine on Wednesday just because, well, he just wanted to get it a day in, in advance. I thought it was great to put it out the same day as the game. But either way you look at it, it is all good. Uh, part two of our conversation is coming up in segment number three. Before I get into that, I want to tell you about Pepsi because... Because this football season, as we all know, is different. Pepsi's here to get you ready for game day no matter how you watch the season. It's the refreshment you need to power through game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers. Passionate fans, they are the real generational talent that Pepsi fuels. Pepsi's not made for those who play the game. It is made for those that watch it. Pepsi, made for football watching. And make sure you go to madeforfootballwatching.com to check out the latest football watching content from Pepsi. Segment number three is on the way. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. 
If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Your Locked On Raiders. Your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Every day. Here we go, Raider Nation. Segment number three of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Part two of my conversation. Talking all things Raiders and talking all things Chargers. It is a crossover Thursday. The game is tonight. Raiders Chargers, Allegiant Stadium, Las Vegas. David Drogemeyer, one of the hosts of Locked On Chargers, joins me right now. So now it's time to jump into the second half of our conversation. You can find David on Twitter at DDRO Sports. Again, at DDRO Sports on Twitter. Here is part two of our conversation. So the Raiders like to uh, butter their bread by way of the run. I mean, there's no doubt about it. There's no mistake in that. There's no hiding that. Uh, that's just what the Raiders do. That's a staple of John Gruden's offense. Josh Jacobs is the lead dog. They have Devontae uh, Booker as well uh, as a compliment to him. They're a nice little one-two punch. Do you feel like this is an opportunity for the Raiders uh, to get that run game going And, and because maybe the, the Chargers defensive line is a little bit um, you know, weakened? I don't want to say they're not good against the run, but maybe a little bit weaker than they have been in the past. No, oh, I mean, I, I don't think there's any bones about it. They are are not good against the run. I mean, I'll be a very upfront and honest with you about it. I mean, they get gashed at will. I think the Patriots had 175 rushing yards, which I mean, that's what they do. But I mean, they, they've given up huge rushing numbers to several teams. That's a big key for this game is not to allow the, the Raiders to dictate this game with the running game. But it's a huge concern because the Chargers are soft in the middle. And Linval Joseph's good. Justin Jones is good. But they just don't have they don't get a lot of push. Right. I mean, they don't get a lot of penetration. And that is very concerning. So if the Raiders stick to it and they really try to establish that run game, there should be opportunities to to get some big chunk plays out of it against this Chargers defense. One guy that I was a big fan of in the draft and the uh, Chargers ended up getting him, Kenneth Murray. Uh, I think mm-hmm. he kind of slowed, started off the season maybe a little slow, but I know he's been coming sure. on as of late. Uh, what have you seen from Kenneth Murray as far as the linebacker goes um, and, and just how much has he been a, a nice weapon, a nice addition, I should say, to this Chargers defense? Yeah, so it's been nice to see Kenneth Murray just grow. I mean, you know, in the beginning, I think things were a little bit fast for him. They threw a lot on his plate. He was the, the signal caller for the defense, so he was trying to get everybody lined up still trying to learn the defense at the same time and you know he did an admirable job with that I mean the thing that he you know he did well with his just natural natural athleticism and speed his ability to run sideline to sideline his closing speed is ridiculous but the what the Chargers did the last couple games is take that play calling responsibility off of him and give it to Nick Vigil, a veteran, you know, a guy that has been in the league for quite a while. You know, he understands the defenses. He knows what he's doing out there. And that allows Kenneth Murray to go out there and just play fast and play physical, you know, diagnose a play and go attack. That is when he is at his best. He got had a 14-tackle game against the Patriots. That's so probably the only thing that went well, and a sack. I mean, they actually sent him after the quarterback, which we've been clamoring for, and he did extremely well doing that. So Kenneth Murray is getting better week after week after week. I love that they took some responsibility away from, from him that will allow him to go out there and play as fast and physical as he is capable of. Yeah, no, it should be interesting. Again, like I said, I, I was a big fan of his, uh, you know, just coming out of the draft, coming out of Oklahoma, thought he was a heck of a player. Uh, as far as the back end goes, uh, I mean, obviously there's there's no Derwin James. He's he's out. Um, and then he's on, I, not on IR, but he's on uh, COVID-19 as well. Man, that guy can't catch a break, can he? No, no, he's, no, he can't. I mean, he 
missed the whole season, and yeah, now he's on the COVID list. It, it's kind of like, man, you know, he's got so much talent, he's so uh, such an incredible player, and you just want to see him on the field, but he just hasn't been able to catch a break. No, he, he really can't. Uh, so what about, uh, you know, uh, Nasir Adderley and then Rayshon Jenkins on the back end? Are, are they doing a good job to at least, you know, fill that void that Derwin James had while he was there? So, I mean, Nas is, you know, he, he's he's learning a lot. I mean, he, this is really his, his, his first year in the league. He pretty much redshirted his whole first year. He was injured, and so he didn't get a lot uh, into the defense. He didn't get a lot of opportunities because he just couldn't get right. This year, you know, going with the COVID-19 stuff, you you know, missing a lot of off-season programs, a limited training camp, and you know he did a lot of learning on the fly. He's kind of took a lot of bad angles at, at at things, and you know he's just made some you know bad mistakes out there in center field. So the Chargers have kind of shifted things to Rayshon Jenkins out there playing more of the free safety, and then bringing some other bodies in to play strong safety, and that seems to have worked out a little bit because Rayshon Jenkins is getting interceptions. He is really instinctive, a good tackler, a willing tackler. Uh, also, Michael Davis is another guy that, that the Raiders should worry about. He's really coming into his own, really starting to become a number one corner in this league. He always had the size and the speed, but he just wanted to make sure to sure up that technique. Now he has done that, and he is getting more confident because he's picking off the ball. He has three interceptions on the year. So Michael Davis and Rayshon Jenkins are both really setting themselves up to get a nice payday at the end of the year. Nice. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> a good payday. I mean, that's that's what players do. They shine, right? Don't they shine during uh, contract years and contract moments? Absolutely, man. This is it, right? This is, hey, let me put everything I can on tape <laughs> to get as many Benjamins as I possibly can. Exactly, exactly. And I got I to gotta ask you a couple more questions, and, and I forgot about this when I was talking about the linebackers, but Malik Jefferson, man, he's a guy from UT. He's a guy that I've had my eye on for a long time. Obviously, I'm sitting in Texas, so covering the college game. Uh, he was a big shot coming out of high school. He had a lot of hype at UT and really didn't live up to it. The Cincinnati Bengals drafted him in the fourth round. He's now on the roster for the Chargers. And, and I don't know the answer to this, but what has he brought to the table for, for the char- Chargers, if anything? Yeah, so Malik Jefferson hasn't got a lot of play with the starters or on defense very much at all. He's really just been a special teamer okay. for the Chargers. You know, he's been on kick teams and punt teams. But, I mean, he, he's only came in when the Chargers were really bare, and that only happened a couple of times. So he has not been on the field very much for the Chargers this year. Okay, that's that's about right. That's kind of where I thought his, uh, his career was going anyway. It's just, you know, in, in Cincinnati, Natty, again, a fourth round draft pick. He just, he was okay. He was okay at Texas. He's just, he's basically, that's what he is as a player. Okay. I just, I was wondering if maybe getting in a new scene, uh, getting into a new scheme, maybe change things up for him. But it sounds like he's a special teams player at best. And that's just kind of what he's going to be. So final question for you, as far as this game goes, man, what's your gut feeling? You know, the, the uh, Raiders squeaked it out last time against the Chargers. Uh, Last second had to go to replay, thought that they had, the Chargers thought they had the win and they didn't. Uh, It just, it was crazy the way that that game ended. Uh, How do you think this one shakes out? Well, I mean, that's a great question. I, I'm not going to get into a prediction because we do that uh, on on our show on wins or the day before the game. So I'm not going to do quite that. But okay. I will say this for the Chargers, if they are able to establish a little bit of a run game and set up the play action off of that and attack that Raiders secondary and, you know, really get some chunk plays going, you know, that's when they're at their best, then it's going to be an interesting game. And on the defensive side, if they're able to limit the running game for the Raiders and able to get pressure on Derek Carr, which is very difficult to do, but if they can, then, you know, we we know that he might fumble the football. We know that he can throw interceptions. It's really about getting pressure 
pressure on him when he's comfortable, man, he can make all the throws on the field. So that's, you know, what's what I'm going to be looking at going into this game. I mean, there's got to be a lot of a lot of bad blood against these two teams, especially after how that first game ended. I know there's nothing for the Chargers to play for, but to ruin things for the AFC West, because that's the last three games on the schedule. They got the Raiders. They got the Broncos. They got the Chiefs. And I'm sure that they are wanting to sucker punch each and every single one of them. So they are going to come into this game looking to win. There is no question about it. Yeah, it's going to be fun, man. It's definitely going to be fun. Uh, it's always fun when the Raiders and Chargers get together. The only shame is there's no fans there, just like there was no fans there at SoFi earlier on in the year. But uh, please believe with those two beautiful new stadiums, man, there's going to be plenty of years of a lot of fans yelling and screaming at the game and, and cheering and, and having good times in that stadium once uh, everything starts to get back to somewhat normal, if that's uh, around the corner anytime soon. So it's going to be a fun game, man. I'm very excited about it. That's David Drogemeyer. You can find him on Twitter at DD. R-O Sports. That's at D-D-R-O Sports, one of the hosts of Locked on Chargers, uh, a guy I consider a buddy man, a good dude, uh, knows his stuff, and, and is, is here with us today uh, talking Chargers and Raiders. David, thank you so much for your time, my man. I definitely appreciate you. Enjoy the game on, on, on Sunday, on Thursday. I appreciate you, man. Hey, maybe one of these days we'll be able to go catch a game live. We'll see. So there it is. There it was. Uh, the crossover edition of Locked On Raiders podcast, of course, uh, coming together like butt cheeks with David Drogemeyer, one of the hosts of Locked On Chargers. I thought it was going to be Daniel Wade, but instead David Drogemeyer, he filled in and held it down. I think Daniel, it was his birthday or something, so he wasn't able to join the show. But either way, it is all good. The game is tonight. It's very, very important. The Raiders have to have it. They got to have the next three. And of course, the Chargers want to play spoilers. So uh, hopefully Hopefully it all goes the way the silver and black want to do, uh, but we will see. We will see exactly how it shakes out, and uh, when we do, we'll be here to talk about it on tomorrow's show. So until then, Raider Nation, uh, enjoy the game tonight. Enjoy your family. Take care of yourself. Wash your face. Wash your hands. Uh, wear your mask. Do what you got to do. Most importantly, and Raiders, I'm telling you this as well, <laughs> Thursday night football, prime time. Just win, baby. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.